Good evening, and welcome to the first episode, episode one, for the Elevate Us podcast. I'm your host, Shalom Mincy, and tonight I wanted to uh, discuss a very important topic. Uh, Before I do, I just want to let you know that this episode and this podcast was birthed from the nonprofit organization that I started named Elevate Us, E-L-E-V, the number 8, us.org. You can visit that website. And the um, organization is dedicated to elevating black families out of poverty through our programs of education, financial literacy, career and career development, uh, the arts, and more. Uh, We're going to be focusing on pulling the adults out of the poverty, not only the poverty of the physical, but the poverty of the mental. Um, Another one of our programs will be for the children. We have a Save Our Youth program, which is um, going to be designed to help uh, the, our youth, black youth, find their voice, find their interests, find who they are and want to be in life, give them hope, and um, put an action into plan on how we're going to reach their goals, uh, whatever it may be. So, um, the nonprofit is located here in Delaware. And uh, recently, I had a conversation with a councilwoman in Wilmington in regards to my nonprofit. And one of the things that uh, we discussed, which is the topic for tonight, uh, the elevating of black children, is teen suicide. Uh, She mentioned to me that in the city of Wilmington, um, teen suicide for black youth is rising very scary to me um that's a statistic or an aspect of the black community i never paid attention to i'm I'm not gonna lie um i had to do some further research and i found a write-up on the washington post that said that uh black youth suicide is rising and now more than doubling white teen suicide between the ages of 5 and 12 and of course 13 to 17 but between 5 and 12 uh, the the suicide rate is increasing uh, very very scary situation so um, I, I decided that I, I really wanted to uh, tackle that issue I know, speaking from experience in my own childhood, I didn't have the best uh, childhood. And um, growing up in a single mother, uh, single parent home, my mother was always working. And, uh, you know, I, I never really spent time with my mother. Really didn't know who my father was. Heard some things, some rumblings, but, you know, it was never really confirmed, this and that. And uh, I was pretty much. Um, 
left to learn life through various adults in my family. But, you know, after the age of 14, uh, I was pretty much out there because my mother lost her home or we lost where we were living. And, you know, things pretty much um, spiraled out of control for me at that point. Uh, ended up in the Covenant House of New Jersey, uh, which was transitional, and um, picked up and learned and developed uh, life skills there. So, I um, had an opportunity to learn about myself and other kids and other situations. And um, so I feel like I understand where these kids come from. And I think that's primarily what a lot of children need is someone that understands. I have a personal gripe um, because I would say ever since the death of uh, the death of Trayvon Martin, I got to see exactly how America feels feels or felt well felt about him, but feels about black teens uh, overall. Um, when Freddie Gray died and the black teens rebelled in Baltimore, I saw how uh, America responded, both liberals, both liberals and conservatives. Uh, they were so fast to chastise these kids and call them thugs and call Trayvon Martin a thug. And nobody really cared to know the actual story. Um, they just wanted to label them as a thug. And the media, the media plays a huge part in how we view our kids because it doesn't matter if they were an A student, A, B student. What they do is they find the worst possible picture they can find of a kid being a kid and maybe pretending they are a thug. And um, they'll display that as their picture, a mugshot, mean mugging, with a gun, with, with I, I don't know, smoking weed or something. Like, it, it's, it's always a, like an, a negative look. But then, um, you know, white guy kills, and let's show a picture of his family. Let's show... Uh, a work photo. Let's show him laughing, and and let's tell a great story about him, the murderer. While the black kid who was murdered for no apparent reason um, gets the the treatment of being treated like the one who has committed a crime. That's how they treated Trayvon Martin, a boy just walking down the street. Uh, minding his business and being harassed by George Zimmerman, um, Mike Brown, Freddie Gray, 
It, it doesn't matter. Uh, you can just pick any one of these situations and, 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 uh, and you can tell the story of black kids or a black person minding their business and being harassed. So this, like I said, plays into the part of how we look at these kids, how we look at our kids. We see these photos and and we'll, we'll see the caption or and or the comments and you can go to any comment of any black kid that has been murdered by police or each other and you'll see all the most vile hateful comments you'll ever see um, and racist comments you'll see but that's how we that's how America looks at the kids what's even worse is how other black people look at our own kids you'll see many of these adults do uh, video lives on Facebook Twitter IG and talk about badass kids badass kids these kids are so badass They're, they need this they need that that this that and the other and it bothers me because that's the label that these kids have received they're badass and nobody but none of these people who are doing these videos none of these people that are complaining about these kids have have done their part are reaching out to these kids are finding out what's wrong with these kids what's going on why because nobody really cares nobody really cares they just want these kids to be dealt with so when a cop kills one of our kids, eh, he probably deserved it, is what they think, is what they say. He probably deserved it, even if he didn't deserve it. Tamir Rice didn't deserve it. He was being a kid. But that's the thing about being black in America. That's the thing about being a black kid in America, is you don't get that luxury of being just a kid. You can't be just a kid there's this there's this stigma this this mindset that as kids black kids are should know better they're kids and they should know better they should they should know right from wrong but you can be a 30 year old white male and be stupid and you're considered just a kid that is the logic of America. You're a kid. You're an actual 10-year-old kid acting like a 10-year-old kid. And you're expected to know better. You're expected to do right. You're expected to do the right thing and make sound decisions. Even when you're encountering a police officer, you're a kid. You're not allowed to be scared. You're a teen. You're not allowed to be You're not allowed to... to, to you know, be outraged and upset. You have to be uh, civilized when encountering the police. But you can be a 30-year-old white woman, you can be a 40-year-old white male, and you can encounter the police and yell in their face and curse at them and tell them how much they're pigs and they're not, they get a real job and I hate you pigs and this corrupt system and this, that, and the other, and that's okay. But if you're Sandra Bland and you question it, 
then you deserve to die. See, I, I don't I don't support anybody and I don't co-sign to anybody online who makes any derogatory remarks about black teens or black youth. I don't. I can't. Because you don't understand their story. You'll understand the story of a white man who goes in and kills black people. You'll try to figure out what's going on in his mind. You'll understand this Takashi 69 who <laughs> has been a, a child molester and and feel bad that he's looking at 25 to life. But a black kid acting out, a black kid being outraged, a black kid being scared, a black kid looking for attention. Oh, no, see, they don't deserve that. They must be dealt with. We can't understand why this black kid is being this way. Even though we know he might be coming from a, he or she might be coming from a broken home. There might not be any hope in this house. There might be some verbal abuse in this house. There might be some drug activity. There might be some drinking. There might be uh, he he or she is forced to grow up fast. Got these kids listening to trap music, not understanding how this affects them or not caring how it affects them. They don't know what they're listening to. But this is somehow our culture. This music is somehow our culture. And then we tell these kids, this is your culture. You must you must learn these this music. You must like this music. You must you must submit to this music, if you will. And uh, it, it all has a negative effect. We're losing our children. 5 to 12. They're depressed. They feel, they don't feel worthy. They don't feel like their lives are, are meaningful. They must not be in a home where they're told they're loved. Or that they're understood. Then they go out into the world. They get online. And everybody's writing think pieces. Or excuse me. Releasing lives. About. Them being badass kids. It is truly horrible. It is truly disgusting. What we do to our children. They never receive a pass it is never okay for a black child to be a black child never unless it's a black child and that child is twerking then that's fun and that's funny or unless that child is rapping then it's fun and it's funny until that child turns 13 14 and then that smart mouth. See, another thing, here's here's something else that I, I've also noticed too, is that I, I noticed that there's a lot of black women who are single parents and they get online and and they praise and they think that their daughters being sassy and smart mouth is cute when they're five, six, seven and just starting to talk and that's just funny and that's cute. And I gotta get online and I gotta tell everybody how sassy my daughter is. 
And then their daughter turns 11, 12, 13, and they're still sassy. 15, 16, 17, and they're sassier. And now they have created this monster. See, you planted the seed. You, you ordered the seed when she was 5, 6, and 7. You thought that it was cute. Now, as the years going on and she's gotten worse, you can't control her. So now she has to get out the house. How is she getting out the house? She's being put out the house for being too smart, right? She gets out the house, run into another boy's house, run into a, another girl's house, wherever. She might join the gang. Same for a boy. Might join the gang. And now it's out of control. There's nothing that can be done with it, with them. And who's next to deal with them? The police. The system. But we've nurtured the the the, the water, uh, the the seeds were watered as as children. When we water these seeds for our boys to be players and pimps at five, six, and seven, and then they grow up at fourteen, fifteen, and sixteen, and they're getting girls pregnant here and there because. Thought it was cute when they were five, six, and seven to be disrespectful to girls. Thought that was cute for him to imitate a, 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 a man that was likely his father that left. Or he might be in the house still and just very disrespectful to the mother. But it's cool because he, he got swag at six. And his pants are sagging and he's wearing the chain. And I got to have him looking like this man that mistreated me. It's a vicious cycle. We can only save our children from this suicide if we all work together. But there are, I know, I know black people aren't a monolith. And I'm only talking about the black people uh, in the communities that are that are experiencing this, and it's it's being experienced for the Washington Post to have this write up, for the councilwoman to give me the staggering statistic that their suicide is on the rise. It's it's completely heartbroken, breaking. I don't. I don't have all the answers, but I know that we can start somewhere. My nonprofit organization uh, wants to help with the start. There has to be a start somewhere. And rather than me getting online, berating these kids, rather than me getting online, Talking about somebody's kids being badass. Rather than me getting online. Trying to expose these kids. Uh, these broken kids as being the worst children. Or children of the corn. Um, I, I want to help. And I want to create. 
programs and opportunities. Well, that the Save Our Youth program is one of the programs, but I want to create opportunities for them to feel like they can be kids, they can be appreciated, that there's so much hope, there's so much that they can accomplish, that they, for the time, that they are not in an environment that sucks the life out of them, that we can create an environment that they feel loved, that they feel appreciated, that they feel happy. I do need your help in doing that, though. And you can, like I said, visit the website at ELEV, V as in Victor, the number 8US.org, and you can make a donation towards our program. You can help us save our youth. Because it takes people to care. You may not be able to do anything physically, but you can do a lot monetarily. You can show that you care in that way. I'm not the Red Cross. Um, I'm not big name like the Red Cross or any other well-known nonprofit organization that's been around for 50, 60 years. I'm just starting and uh, this, and I, I have to give a little backstory. This is actually based on the fact that I, earlier this year, I did my uh, successful fundraiser where I took 20 black youth to see the Black Panther film. And I gave them gift bags uh, when we were living in North Carolina. And uh, I actually have that video on YouTube. But the first black mayor of Gastonia came out and said a few words to uh, the black youth to give them some hope and inspiration because they need to see that if they feel appreciated, if they're given some type of hope, that their lives can be that. They can have a trajectory, tra tra trajectory I'm sorry, trajectory <laughs> uh, of life where they can be a mayor, they can be in a p position of being one who makes decisions and not decisions made for them. So um, that was actually funded by the very talented, multi-talented, uh, uh, multi-positions. I, I don't know exactly how to how to describe this man, but uh, Mr. Don Cheadle, uh, he plays War Machine in the Marvel movies. He's uh, was uh, in Hotel Rwanda, uh, House of Lies. Uh, this man is, is, is just truly a phenomenal man. And I, 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 I've felt indebted, I feel indebted to him because um, he didn't have to fund. He didn't have to fund it, but he did, and uh, just been really appreciative to uh, for his support and believing. So that's where Elevate Us came, and I wanted to do more, and I felt like I can do more on uh, on a 
I guess, on a bigger stage, the nonprofit being the bigger stage, uh, versus just having fundraisers on GoFundMe. So, uh, <sighs> I, I'm sorry. I just, you know, just something has to be done, and uh, it can be done. It's not going to happen overnight. It's a process. It's not just happening in Wilmington. It's happening in Baltimore, D.C., Philly, New York, Detroit, Chicago, L.A., Atlanta. Wherever black youth are, wherever black youth are feeling poverty, wherever black youth are feeling depression, wherever black youth are not feeling heard, wherever black youth are not feeling appreciated, wherever black youth are feeling like they aren't worth it. This is what's happening. So, again, like I said, more than welcome to donate anything that you can this Tuesday coming up. Or I'm uh, Tuesday uh, coming up will be uh, Giving Tuesday. Uh, Facebook. PayPal's doing donor matching, but I'm not in that list because I'm not a known uh, nonprofit. So I ask that if you do give, please consider uh, the um, nonprofits that aren't as uh, aren't as big, aren't multi-million-dollar nonprofits, aren't six-figure nonprofits. Just because we're not there doesn't mean that our mission is any less important than the six and seven figure uh, nonprofits or the ones you've heard of that's been around for a very long time. So, um, I, I, again, the website is E L E V, the number eight US. You can donate to Elevate. So, um, as I wrap up, just want to let you know that uh, these topics that I will be covering will be social, economical um, I will be highlighting uh, other nonprofits and uh, people of the community who are working hard and diligently we're going to bring on guests there will be interviews um, I am open to your comments if you have any suggestions or have you, if you just any feedback to um, my to these podcasts uh, feel free to leave the messages uh, and I will respond in kind um, from our website you'll be able to follow our our uh, uh, you'll find our Instagram uh, you'll follow our, you'll see our Twitter and our Facebook uh, once again it's E-L-E-V as in Victor the number 8 us.org My name is Shalom Mincy and I'm signing off Elevate and be great Thank you